Um, so we are Aina and David Vieira and myself, Michael Sill, from the Networks Data and Society Research Group of the Computer Science Department. And we are going to present you a very condensed overview of our research and why we are doing uh, what we are doing on sustainable mobility and uh, data-driven planning. So, um, if you look at uh, CO2 emissions in the last 30 years, um, divided up into different sectors in society, like agriculture um, or industry, then all the sectors have improved over the uh, last 30 years, so all of the graphs go down, except for one sector, which is the transport sector. Um, and one main reason for, for this um, uh, increase in emissions is that we have more and more cars, and cars are also getting bigger and bigger. So we have right now some kind of an SUV pandemic even going on. Um, if you just look outside, yeah. every third car is now an SUV. And so it's all a scientific consensus uh, that doing this for a long time um, is not really sustainable. And now you will say that okay, we could just maybe switch out all of the fossil fuel cars with e-cars. So it would be nice if we could just do that like this. Then we would get rid of the CO2 problem, uh, but many other problems would remain. And one of these problems, for example, is geometry. So it's just a fact that, mathematical fact, that um, cars just take much more space than, than time-tested, proven forms of technology, like the shoe is one of the best technologies, um, <laughs> just to follow the theme of the previous one. Um, so it's, it makes much more sense to um, invest into and to prioritize walking, cycling, and um, Okay, and some cities, um, Copenhagen also have realized that it makes a lot of sense to make this kind of transition uh, in their city centers. So Copenhagen city center looks like this now. Um, but the message that you could do this for whole cities uh, has not yet arrived in Denmark. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, what our research wants to do is to really do evidence-based research and really informed by data to understand what are the best possible pathways to, to make cities and our society better in, in this aspect. Um, yeah, and with that I would like to go to Ada. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'll give a few examples of uh, some of the lessons that we've learned from uh, our research. And, uh, one of the first one is that if you want to do this uh, nice data from planning and get some benefits from it, you first need data to base your analysis on. But unfortunately, we can see again and again that our kind of like lack of priority for accessibility is always like in the data that's available, um, just making our work a lot harder. So um, even simple questions such as like where do the bike lanes, what kind of type of bike lanes are they, uh, are hard to answer even in uh, the second country of Denmark. <laughs> so, um, one of our ongoing projects is uh, developing methods that can be used by planners um, to figure out whether they get any improvement and, and what they can do to, uh, to improve this uh, so they can have like, a more systematic way of planning. Um, I think also an important thing to remember when working with the data analysis and, and political issues like time mobility is that it's really a, a coincidence when we find the worthy of measurement, what we put data on and what we on the other hand seems to be more. Um, another lesson is from this project uh, on the recreational cycling. And uh, one basically we learned is 
regardless of what high quality data you might have, you always need a human perspective and you need some like local knowledge of uh, what the, the area you're planning for. Uh, so you can't just uh, use data alone. Um, another thing you need to uh, consider is uh, whether the data you do have, if it does uh, reflect the human experience of cycling. Uh, so we know that cyclists are um, also like part of the obvious walk, like it's a diverse group, uh, diverse needs and preferences. So we need to make sure the data actually reflect that. Um, yeah, so we can use data science to assign like efficient networks, but uh, this question here we're trying to solve is like how to design the most like, pleasant and enjoyable network, and that's uh, the most harder question to answer. Um, for this reason, we also try to study human behavior on a smaller scale. So this example here is, uh, I think, probably familiar to most of us here, uh, the intersection of Dumas Pole. Uh, you can see the white arrow is like the intended behavior from the planners, and then the other one is how actual cycling has. So again, you can see that uh, it's important to, uh, to plan for actual behavior, um, and to understand that like, uh, yeah, systems need to reflect the common so a uh, final example uh, is uh, this work on like growing networks uh, in a better and more efficient ways, like networks of, of backlinks. So the here we're doing it today is to add a backlink here and there. Uh, and the result is this kind of like scattered, fragmented network. Uh, you can see the real city here is from Milano. Um, and the result is that you have to, uh, to buy the index traffic over and over again. Um, you could say that like we were never built streets for cars this way, where like it's something stops because you run out of money. But um, even without like challenging this for, for bikes, uh, what I want to show is that like one, uh, if you're in like fragmented approach, uh, is the least effective. It takes a long time to get a functional network, uh, and it's expensive. And, and if you use more um, systematic ways, different ways of doing this, we can build functional networks and resources but much faster. Um, yeah, uh, just a final note. <coughs> Something that we think is important to remember for the research is that um, the questions that we, uh, we look at, they are very like political questions. Uh, so uh, data science is, uh, is great for optimizing and making things more efficient, but you can't answer what the path forward is. That's something we need to like, discuss a lot more. Uh, but what our research is great at is answering, well, how do we get there once we've decided on it? Um, also, data science and computer analysis is like great for optimizing, making things more efficient, but if the system you're trying to optimize fundamentally is unsustainable, like a carpet system, you can't really optimize that problem in a way. Yeah, so this is just an overview of some of our projects. We uh, also try to uh, create open source data-driven tools to help urban planners, for example, um, visualization platforms um, or data assessment platforms that we are now um, holding up. We are also teaching this topic, of course, in ITU. Um, yeah, and our main product product is still research papers, but we always try to accompany these with um, online platforms, um, which helps us a lot when engaging with public stakeholders to, to make a really impact with research in society. 
Um, yeah, so we are just a small research group in, in the whole computer science department and the whole ITU. Uh, so of course there is much more. Um, yeah, and we are very happy about this center. We look very forward um, to work with Stefan and everyone. Um, yeah, and we hope it becomes a nice overarching platform for, for research uh, towards sustainable, um, a sustainable future. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you.